Well, hello, hello. How you doing? How you doing, everybody? This is the S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, episode number 358. Now, I'll be honest with you. I always have things planned that I want to talk to you about because that's how it works. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. I'm in the mood right now to basically just whine like a punk. All right. I've done it before. You know, you come on, some things happens to, to you, some things happen to you and you just whine like a punk to your listeners because, you know, they can relate to the stuff that you're talking about. And I'm annoyed beyond annoyed. And it's not even a major thing. It'd be different if it was something major, but it's not. Do you know why I'm really ticked off right now? And <sighs> Obviously, everyone who listens to this eats which means you go to stores, which means you go to supermarkets. Correct. You buy your food. And isn't it great when you go into your home supermarket, you pick the supermarket out and it's not a small decision to pick a supermarket, right? Because you're going to be going there on a regular basis. This is going to be the place where you get all the things you eat. You want to talk about the quality of the food. You want to talk about whether they have parking. You want to talk about how long it takes to get there. You want to think about all of these things, talk about all of these things with your friends and make it decision i'm gonna go to this supermarket because this supermarket is down the street and it's got the double vegetables and quadruple vegetables and double milk and quadruple salads and quadruple diet water and all of that crap and also it has junk food to the side oh yeah and you love that place you pick the place and it's great you go to the supermarket and everybody's friendly. Everybody's having a good time. The tellers are nice people, right? The stockers are nice people. They actually greet you every time they come in. And it's not that fake greeting. You know, that fake professional greeting that people give you when you go someplace where you know daggone well when they sign the employment contract. They said, listen, you have to smile 71.5% of the time and you have to say hello to everybody as they walk into the store. And when people come in, and you have to have your smile it must be exactly 18.5 degrees higher than your normal smile and get get and all of that crap and you know daggone well it's the fakest smile of all time and that smile sucks right and when they greet you when you know they don't want to greet you hey sir how's it going have a pleasant day you know this is how it sounds when somebody really wants you to have a pleasant day hey thanks for coming in oh man it was great seeing you okay take care of yourself have a great day all right great that's what it sounds like it does not sound like this Thank you for coming. Have a great day. Because that's what you get when you go to the wrong place. So now you pick your market and it's great, right? Like I said, has everything you want. Tell us a great. Everything is fantastic and of equal importance. After a few visits, you know where the stuff you want is. The canned milk is in aisle three. Right. Cereal is in aisle six. The dairy products are on the back wall and the meats are on the left wall. Right. You know, where everything is. And there's a section off to the side where you can get, you know, Chinese food or whatever the heck food court type crap, whatever. Right. And then one day you walk in and you start noticing the tellers are different people. A couple of the same people are there, just enough to fool you into thinking that everything's okay. You're not fooling me, new supermarket people, you bastards, keeping it a couple of the flagship tellers there to make me think everything's cool. You make me sick. Bunch of new tellers, 
right? Keep a couple of the stock people to walk around. Once again, to lull your dumb behind in the sleep, making you think everything is going to be great, making you think everything's cool, but it ain't cool. Bastards. And then one day you walk into the supermarket and you start noticing they start putting up different shelves. Oh, no. And they start expanding things. Oh. And all of a sudden you notice a couple of things move, but that's okay. Okay. They moved a couple of things. Not a problem. Couple things. No big deal. I only get those things occasionally anyway. I already have my route planned through the supermarket. Not a big deal. I just have to change the route a little bit. Stop off of this out. Boop, boop, boop. Grab that stuff first so I don't forget it because it's in a different place than I'm used to. Not a problem. Not a problem. You come back the next time and more stuff has moved. Oh. And now they're down to one of the flagship tellers. Ooh. And one of the stock guys you recognize. Oh. You come back the next week and they move stuff to places where you're going, why the hell is this there? You go into the milk section, you're going, why the hell is there newspaper next to the milk? That makes no sense, you dumb bastard. What the hell? There's kitty litter next to the pizza? What the hell is this crap? And I'm telling you right now, there's somebody looking at the supermarket through a freaking glass and they're going, I know what I'm going to (laughs) do. These people probably think the stuff that they want is in the place that they think it is, but I'm going to make sure i make sure it's not there i want them to walk through the whole store and look at every product in there and hopefully they'll impulse buy well guess what supermarket boy i ain't impulse buying crap punk put everything back and then eventually the transition is complete the supermarket has hit the tipping point and it is no longer the supermarket you love it's not the supermarket you love anymore all the tellers are gone all the stock people are gone it's like invasion of the damn body snatchers the supermarket doesn't even have the same name all of a sudden the shopping cart's been a different place what the hell is this it hit that tipping point there was one point where it felt like your original supermarket that you loved and then it hit the tipping point and all of a sudden this is a new place and you got to go back to trying to find another supermarket because now you don't want to be in this place because these bastards got the damn newspaper by the milk and the kitty litter by the pizza those sick bastards But there's a tipping point in many, many ways, is there not? There's always a tipping point, right? There's always a point where it was one way, then it becomes another way. There's that little tiny microscopic point in between the two things. It was this, and now it's that. That little tiny point, right? But the market I was going to, it got to the point where it didn't feel like my market anymore. It felt like the market where sick bastards put newspapers next to milk and kitty litter next to pizza dumb bastards so the hell with that place it had gone past the tipping point my market that thing my market that crap but it's the same there's always a tipping point right like when i had my procedure the colonoscopy uh last week there was i was thinking about what is the tipping point, right? I didn't know what they were going to find when they went in there. I didn't know if I had some kind of cancer thing going. I didn't know if I had precancer or some, some polyps or some whatever. I don't know, but you got to go through the test. Why? Because you don't want to be on the wrong side of the tipping point, right? 
Think about it. Imagine if you didn't go and all of a sudden you find out you got something that's really going to kill your ass. Well, there was a point right before it got to the point where it was going to kill your ass. There was a tipping point on this side of the tipping point. It's not going to kill your ass on this side of the tipping point. Six friends will be carrying your ass. There's a tipping point there. And I made sure I went in and found that everything's cool because I didn't want to get on the other side of the tipping point. Nobody wants that crap. Oh, no. I don't mind looking for another supermarket, but I don't want to have to look for people to carry my dead ass for another 50 years. Yeah, I want to make it to 100. You're damn right. But that's the thing about the tipping point. You always wonder if you could step back, you know, like in the It's a Wonderful Life, if you could just kind of step back and look and see what the tipping point is or was so you can stop things before it gets to the tipping point don't you right there was a point where if you're if you got to gain if you gain a lot of weight there was a point where you didn't feel fat and then there was a point where you felt fat right there was a point where you felt young and then there's a point where you feel old i've hit the old tipping point i can still do everything but I right now, as we speak, my right shoulder is effing killing me and my back hurts. Now they're healing, but they would have never been hurt in the first place 25 years ago, would they? No. Why? Because I would have been 25. But they hurt now. And la like maybe two months ago, three months ago, I didn't have pain in this shoulder. There was a point where I didn't have pain, was a little tight. And then it became pain. There was a tipping point. There was a moment where it was like, ah, let's not hurt us, Anthony. Then it was like, ah, get him. And right now I'm living, get him. There's tipping points in your relationships, my friend. You know what I'm talking about. You've had breakups before and you've had fights where you were trying to decide whether or not you even wanted to be with this person. And you fought and you fought and you fought and you fought, but it never occurred to you to walk out. It never occurred to you to leave. It never occurred to you to drop them, right? I've been there before. It happened to me a long time ago. We used to have fights all the time. She would say some stuff. I would say some stuff. She would say meaner stuff than I would say. I would try to stick to the point. Like, I'm mad about this. And she'd go, that's nice. Everybody in your family blows and you're a fucking loser. You know, I'm like, wait a second. Is it? Well, okay, well, we'll just get these plates then. I mean, what the hell? You know, <laughs> right? But after a while, man, we would fight and argue and all that kind of stuff. And it never occurred to me to break up with her. It never, I still cared for her. I still loved her. I'm not breaking up with her. I know she said mean things and did some stuff, but I'm not going to break up with her. And she would do this and I would do that. And one day, one day, one day, I was sitting in a chair. And she was sitting across the room. And normally when you look at your girlfriend, especially wearing what she was wearing, which was one of my T-shirts and underneath the T-shirt, nothing. And below the T-shirt, more nothing. And I'm looking and under normal circumstances, I'd be drooling on myself and plotting. How am I going to get her to come over here and do some stuff with this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Banging. But she's walking around with no bottom on and the T-shirt. Her chest yummies are jiggling around and I'm looking at her. And I just didn't want to do anything with her. I just was like, eh, right? You know, she looked at me and she looked at me like, what? Because she was so used to that lascivious look on my face. Like, yeah, I'm on the before the night's over. I'm going to get me some. <laughs> but I was just looking at like, there's some person sitting in front of the television. I have no emotional attachment to this person anymore. 
we had reached the tipping point. The day before, or maybe a week before, she would have been sitting there like that, and I would have probably jumped across the room and come here, girl. <laughs> but today, no, no. And I don't remember what it was. I don't remember what happened. I don't remember what happened. All I know is I felt nothing. I actually felt more for the people walking by outside and I couldn't even see them. I could just hear their footsteps. I felt more for them. We had gotten to the tipping point and I just couldn't deal with it anymore. And like I said, don't you wish you could just kind of step back a little bit and look at what's going on in your day, in your life, in your job, and find out where that tipping point is and make it a point to do whatever it takes not to reach that tipping point, right? Maybe it was a communication problem. Maybe we weren't communicating enough. Maybe we were attacking each other like that because we wanted more attention and it's better to have bad attention uh, than no attention at all, right? But if you were to look at it from the outside, know that the tipping point is coming and know that the relationship is going to end because nobody gets into a romantic relationship hoping that it's going to end at some point. I'm not saying you're looking forward to getting married or plotting a wedding, but you're enjoying each other. You're enjoying each other's company. You're enjoying naked time. And it's fun. You don't want to break that up, do you? Of course not. But you want to catch that. Before it gets to the tipping point, you want to go, whoa, I'm looking at the calendar and it says on January 16th, I won't love her anymore. January 15th, I do. When the, oh, it even has the minute. It, January 16th at 542, I'm going to not feel anything for. But at 525, wow, it happens right at five. So the minute before that I did, but at that minute I didn't, what the hell happened? And you will know when it happens and you will know I got to do something to change this before it gets to the tipping point. I had that um, kind of groove with this podcast early on. Because when I started doing this thing, in the beginning, nobody was listening to this damn thing. Nobody. I'm talking when I mean nobody, I'm not going, well, only 50 people were listening. No, no, no. I mean nobody was listening. And I was proud of the work that I was doing. I was proud of the podcast. You know, I listened to it and I'm objective enough to look at my stuff and go, ha, that sucks. <laughs> right? If I really think it sucks. And I was kept doing these episodes and I was putting all this work into the episodes. You know, you do some research, you write some stuff down, man. You practice it a couple of times. You actually perform it a few times before you record it to make sure it sounds right and go through all of this kind of stuff. And you put it out there, man, and you listen to it again and you're going, you know what? I know that's my stuff. I know that's me, but I'm proud of this. I'm a, I'm, I know that how to make people laugh and I know how to tell stories. I'm proud of this and I would not put this out if I'm proud of it. And you put it out there and you go back and you look at the stats. Oh, zero. You go at the next day, zero. Then the next day, zero, 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 one. And then you realize you accidentally played it online instead of playing the, 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 uh, the file that you had on the computer. That one was you. And then I started to get a little bit of people listening and it started to become, grow a little bit. Then it kind of stopped at a certain point and there was no growth there. And I was sitting there thinking, man, I'm doing all of this and I'm proud of this work and nobody's listening to this freaking thing. What the hell, man? Why am I putting all this work in? I mean, I don't expect to have a gigantic audience, but could somebody listen to this crap? What the hell? Right? So, I sat at the computer and I was recording 
And I just stopped in the middle. Because I could feel that I just didn't give a crap about what I was saying. I was just doing it because I was on schedule and I didn't want to take a week off. You know what it's like when you go to a job and you feel like, ah, I'm getting nothing out of this. Why do I keep doing this? And that's how I felt. So. Looking at the stats and there's not that many people listening to the damn thing and I'm busting my ass to try to make it good. And I could see that tipping point coming. I could see it coming towards me. I could see it coming. I could see myself going to the computer going, what the hell am I doing this crap for? If nobody gives a crap, I don't give a crap. I'm not I'm not doing it anymore, man. But I saw the tipping point coming. I saw it. Right. That thing was coming at me like a dance, like I'm standing on a train track and big giant light. We're going to have going to run you over. You're going to stop doing your podcast train coming down the track. I saw it coming. Right. And I was tempted to just stand there and let it clock my ass and just go, Okay, I did 25 of these things. You know, at least I'll know what it's like and maybe one day I'll try it again. But uh, now nah, I'm done with this. But I knew the tipping point was coming. That's why I say step back and see where the tipping point is. If you pay close attention to what's going on around you, you can see it coming. You can see it coming. And I had to think, am I doing this just because I want a bunch of people to listen or is it fun to do? And if. Only a hundred people listen or only a couple hundred people listen. Am I fine with that? And the answer was yes. I enjoy doing it. I enjoy writing it. I enjoy performing it. I enjoy getting the email. I enjoy that. And even though at the time was not that many people listening, not a problem. I did it for the joy of doing it. I saw the tipping point. I saw that train coming down the track. Run his ass over. Make him stop the podcast. (laughs) Get his ass. And I jumped off the track and it went past me. And I put up my middle finger and then they threw some apples out the window at me. I I probably should have stepped away a little further away from the track because, you know, they they were like, hey, stop the train. Let's get off and kick his ass. And I I ran up and got in my car and drove away. (laughs) But uh, moving on. And I realized, my friends, that's what happened to me with stand up. I haven't been doing it as actively as I as I was before. I knew some people that became really big stars. Right. And I started right around the same time. And I was like, wait a minute, man, I'm good, too, man. I get standing ovations, too, man. I get people clapping for me, too, man. And I realized, why am I comparing myself to other people? Right. That particular train clipped me when I tried to jump off because I almost said, you know, I had a nice career in stand up. Right. I mean, I did some good things. I've been on some shows and. You know, people in the people that have seen me and comics who've been around for a while know who I am and they recognize me. And I, I got some fans. That's cool. You know, I'm all right. I'm good. You know, I did a nice thing. You know, that's all right. And I kind of slowed down a little bit and slowed down a little bit. And it kind of came to a screeching halt. I let that tipping point catch me. Boop. Good thing about these things is tipping points are one thing. And then there's get your ass back in the game points because that's what I'm about to do. And you'll be seeing that soon enough. But do you have anything in your life where there was a tipping point where you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt before that moment, everything was cool. 
And then after that, that moment, everything sucked. I know you can relate to that. But what I would say in this, uh, in this podcast for you, my friends, is listen. I know that there's going to come a time when there's something that's important to you. It's going to be fun. Everything's going to be great. It's going to be easy. And then there's going to come a point where it gets really difficult and it sucks and you don't feel like you're being appreciated and you don't feel like you want to do it anymore. Before you get to that point, just kind of stop, step back a little bit, take a look at what's going on and look at it objectively. Because I had to look at podcasting objectively. Do I enjoy doing it? Yes. Do I really care how many people are listening? A little bit. If if most of the people stopped listening and I was down to, you know, a certain number, would I stop doing it? No. Do I enjoy doing stand up? Yes. I love the sound of an audience. I love standing on stage. I love telling people stories and jokes that they never heard before and watching them go home smiling. I love watching hundreds of people walk out the building with a smile on their face and waving at me. Yeah, it was great, man. I love that crap. And I also love the creation of the jokes. So at this point, podcasting and stand-up have now moved into a new category where there is no tipping point. They have both become tipping point proof because I'll never stop. I wish I could do that with relationships too. Don't you wish you you could make your relationship tipping point proof? I've seen people that have done it. I've seen people that look from the outside, their relationship looks like, you know, you're like, good Lord, I don't want to live next to them because they might start throwing grenades at each other. Goodness, great. They got the water roses over there, but they never leave. Ugh. Come to think of it, I wish I had a bucket of tipping points I could dump on those bastards because they need to break the hell up. But I want to find a relationship just like my stand up and just like my uh, podcast where I love it so much that I'm willing to work on it and I won't allow a tipping point to crop up. So two out of three ain't bad for now. But just in case there's any ladies out there. (laughs) Too soon? Okay, moving on. (laughs) Okay, folks, this has been episode number 358 of the S. Anthony Says podcast. Thank you very, very much for being here. I appreciate it. And sometimes I get a little serious, but you knew that. You knew that already. You know, I don't, I'm not, it's not always jokes. Sometimes I have serious episodes on here. And sometimes I like to say things and when something happens to me and I feel you can relate to it. And I want you to feel like you're not the only one that feels a certain way. You know what I mean? Sometimes you, you feel like you're the only one that thinks that the world sucks sometimes, right? Or maybe you feel like the world's crashing down around you. You know, maybe you feel like people don't give a crap. Well, let me tell you something, you bastards. I give a crap. Okay, about most of you, but that guy right there, no, he sucks. You, yes, you, you right there. Okay, you don't suck. I shouldn't have said that because you, you don't suck. That the dude, No, not you, that dude right there. And you're probably listening going, aren't you in an office with equipment by yourself and you're saying not you, that dude over there, that there's no one else there but, but you? That is true, it's just me in here. <laughs> I have my own problems, F y'all. <laughs> okay, folks, this podcast, as I'm sure you know, is everywhere. Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so on the, I'm on the, uh, the Laughable app now. So, folks, 
check out the other 357 episodes. I mean, not all at once because they're all long. It's going to take you a long time to listen to that many episodes. But go back and listen to some of the episodes. I know some of you are new. If you dig the podcast, do me a favor. One, rate and review the podcast. Two, tell your friends. I know you've been doing it, but I'm going to say it at the end of every episode because I'm a podcaster and it's against the law for me not to. Okay. All right, folks. I'm going to say goodbye to you the way I always say goodbye. We're going to do it together on the count of three. Are you ready, you bastards? Yes, we're ready. Fantastic. One, two, three. S. Anthony out. while up in here.